You're listening to Stimulus Tech Talk, a conversation-based podcast created by Stimulus Technologies that covers a range of topics related to business and technology. Welcome to Stimulus Tech Talk. I am Sherry Lip, Marketing Manager at Stimulus Technologies, and I am here today with Stimulus Technology CEO Nathan Whitaker, and we are going to be talking about email deliverability and more specifically DKIM, SPF, and DMARC. And if you don't know what those stand for, you're about to find out. Welcome, Nathan. You know, from de- deliverability, that's uh, <laughs> DKIM, SPF. <laughs> Sounds like we're uh, we're going on a, a wild goose chase here. Yes. Um, so let's get started. It's kind of like what these are, and if we want to just start with the DKIM first, or go through all three, we can do that right off the bat. Sure. So I mean, everybody hates getting spam, and even worse than getting spam is getting phishing attacks or mail spoofing. And so the idea behind all three of these things is to prevent your email address being from being used by malicious attackers to send out emails impersonating you. So that's the primary basis behind all three of these is to ensure that the servers that are sending emails on the internet are legitimately allowed to send out those emails. And so they, so talking about DKIM, I'll give you an instance, and I guess we'll have to, I, we got to go back a minute and talk about some technology because I'm going to use some acronyms here um, beyond DKIM and SPF and DMARC um, to, to understand how this works. So it, on the internet, um, computers really only understand what are called IP addresses. They only understand uh, numbers, a set of numbers that allow other computers to find um, the, uh, themselves or other computers to find other computers on the internet. And it's like an address, but there's it's just all numbers. Us as humans, we're not gonna remember an address, you know, 192.168.1.24 uh, for Google or, you know, 24.37.78.42 for Yahoo or whatever it may be. We don't remember numbers that well. We just remember names. And so there's a mechanism on the internet to translate those numbers over to names and vice versa. And that's called DNS or domain name service. And each company that buys a domain name which is like Google or StimulusTech.com or you know whatever service.com or .net or .org. That is a domain, and there is a server that exists that has a listing of uh, translations from the the letters, the name to the numbers. And so, if you go to www.google.com, it translates over to a set of numbers that your computer knows how to go to. But there's a lot of cool things that we can also do in there to um, allow other services to work on the internet. And some of these are security related. Um, Some of these are, you know, uh, configuration related. So, you know, for example, I have a, a VoIP phone on my desk over here and I can plug that phone in just out of the box and it discovers 
um, a little bit of information going to the DNS servers to be able to register and configure itself and communicate properly. Um, so there's lots of things that DNS is used for beyond just translating the name to the number. Uh, so DKIM, SPF, and DMARC are all related to the DNS, the domain name service uh, information. So DKIM stands for Domain Keys Identified Mail. As as computer guys, we like trying to come up with acronyms that might not make sense. But basically what it is, is it's a, a way for the servers that are going to send out mail to identify themselves properly to uh, the receiver of that mail through um, what are called encryption keys. And so what happens is, is if if you sign up for, um, let's say, HubSpot or Salesforce or some type of um, CRM to send out mail for email for you, um, to be able to use your domain name, to be able to use you know xyzcompany.com, the sender is going to give you a public key. They're going to give you a key that anybody can see, and that needs to go in your domain name service records. And then what they're going to do is they're going to encrypt some information when they send out the email using their private key, something that that server only knows. And then when the receiving server receives that mail, they're going to go and say, go to the DNS server, get the public key that's available for anybody. And that public key is the only one that can decrypt that information to verify that that email really came from the server that sent it. And why that's important is if, you know, uh, Badchimp, not MailChimp, but Badchimp wants to send out emails using your domain name and they want to spoof your domain name or, or use your domain to send out these mail and they send it without that proper private public key information, the receiving server is going to say, oh, no, I'm not going to accept it because I can't use that public key to decrypt that message anymore. And I can't verify Badchimp is really, you know, MailChimp, and I'm not going to accept that message. And so that's what DKM does is it allows that private public key exchange to ultimately and 100% verify that the sending server is allowed to send mail for your domain um, to the rest of the world. So there's DKM. That was a long explanation for, for four letters. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And so it is, I mean, it sounds complicated, but it's, it's telling, it's telling a, you know, you're using a third party mail sender that it's, that it's you because you want to send it as your domain. Um, and so we're going to be talking about later on, we'll be talking about the steps, you know, to take to, to make sure you're updated. But, you know, right now we're going through the, the importance of it. Um, so DKIM is for deliverability and then SPF. So if you look up SPF, you're going to get uh, something about sunscreen. That's not what we're talking yes. about. This is an SPF 50. Uh, but if you don't have it set up right, you could get burnt. So say, I guess the same, same concept, right? So SPF is, is it, maybe a little bit older technology. It's been around for a while. Same thing. It's a record that goes on your DNS server that gives authorization for a server to send mail uh, for you. So it's, it's similar to DKIM. It doesn't have the encryption component as part of it, but it identifies either an IP address, like what I mentioned, 
before or a specific name of a server that's allowed to send for your domain. And it also includes some information in there that uh, says what to do if it's not in the list. The server that's trying to send is not in the list. And it could be just ignored. I don't care. It could be um, I only accept from these servers, don't accept from anything else. So there's there's some settings in there. Now, the problem with SPF is it's it's all got to be contained in one record. And what we've ran into is as companies have grown in size over time, you know, they're buying, you know, this service to send out credit card statements. They're send, using this service to send out mass emails. They're sending, you know, they're using this service for their general emails. They're, you know, they have like lots of other services and SPF became too much information in one record to store. And so that's why DKIM was really developed is to provide uh, kind of an enhanced system um, using encryption to be able to authenticate the mail servers that are being set for uh, from. So SPF is still very important and your primary servers should still be in there. But DKIM is kind of an extension and, and um, additional layer of protection over SPF. So you would be using both? Yeah, depending... You'd want to generally put uh, mail servers that you're sending from in both records, if possible. And then DMARC, um, what is its role in all of this? So DMARC is something, again, a, a newer record. It uh, stands for Domain-Based Message Authentication Reporting and Conformance. That's a mouthful. But basically, it's a record in your DNS server that tells the receiving server what to do if a server sends you and does not have an SPF or DKIM record. So going back to my example of Badchimp from before, if Badchimp tries to send a mail a message, email message using your domain and the receiving server gets that email and there's no record in SPF or DKIM, um, DMARC says and tells that receiving server what to do with it. It could be one of three things. It could be reject it don't accept that message. It could be accept it, but quarantine it, you know, put it in the junk mailbox, or it could be allow it through. So it gives your administrators, your system administrators for your IT services, uh, the ability to define what to do in the event that the receiver gets a message from a uh, bad chip or, you know, at uh, an unconfigured system. You know, obviously, the, you know, the first thought is, is, well, we want to block everything because I don't want my emails spoofed. But the problem is, is a lot of services, um, you know, have not come up to speed on setting up DKIM or adding records into SPF. And so there's a potentiality that if all this isn't done right, that your credit card processor that's sending out statements or your CRM isn't going to be able to deliver email. Well, one of the reasons we're talking about this is that we need, there's some updates that either need to be made or maybe, depending on what you're listening, this maybe should have already been made. So how do businesses know where they're at with these? So the first thing to do is, um, this is complicated. <laughs> so you need to get your IT and your web 
developers involved in both of these things or all of this. Um, I There is software out there that will analyze your, your domains and see if you have DKM, SPF, and DMARC records set. So a quick check, there's a software site called MX Toolbox that will quickly tell you if you have any of this set up. Now, the issue is, is if if you have it set up or if you don't have it set up, is it set up correctly? Because if I mentioned before, if you want to set DMARC to say reject all messages if you know DKIM or SPF is not set correctly. You're you know you might have a software package that's supposedly sending out emails that now are going to get rejected, and you want that. So part of this process is to um, do an analysis of everything that you would use to send out messages and make sure that those are set up correctly. And uh, as there are software tools that will go and analyze um, any email that's being sent from your domain and give you an idea. It's not 100% foolproof, but it'll give you a very good idea if you need additional settings, if you need to go out and set up DKIM for, you know, your MailChimp service or, you know, for your credit card processor or for your, you know, maybe an alerting system or something like that that you have set up. So it takes a moment to do an inventory of every you know, piece of software you have in your company that might be sending out email on your behalf. And so you need to get involved with, you know, everybody in your team that might have purchased some software or might have implemented something and ensure that um, all those are set up correctly. Uh, so this takes a minute to to get set up. This isn't something that like you know, put a quick ticket in with your IT guy. Hey, make sure I have DMARC, DKM and SPF set up and they're going to just take care of it for you. It's it's going to be work between the two. And uh, I know what you're going to ask me next is why is this important now, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So why is it important now? Uh, two of the biggest um, email receivers and providers, Google and Yahoo, have notified the world that as of February 1st, that unless DMARC is set up properly, um, that they will no longer accept emails for senders that send over 5,000 emails to Gmail or Yahoo accounts um, in a month. So if you are doing any type of marketing at all, I am sure that you're probably sending somewhere in that range of 5,000 or more email messages. Even a small business might be sending more messages than that. And, you know, also think about credit card receipts and, and other things that your business may be sending out uh, to, to your clients. Those might not be delivered properly if you don't have all this information set up properly in your systems. And if you don't don't do anything, it might just all get blocked. You might not be able to send messages at all to Gmail or Yahoo. And I think in the IT industry, we're thinking this is a first step. You know, this is a you know, notice to everybody to say, okay, we set the threshold pretty high. 5,000 is a is a significant amount of email messages. They're all they're saying right now is just get things configured. You don't have to block anything. You can just put a DMARC record in your DNS server that says allow everything through. But I think everybody's feelings right now in the industry is is other receivers like Microsoft are going to get you know it, it going to implement the same policies, and they're probably going to get restrictor 
more restrictive about it. They're going to say, you know, okay, you have to have DKIM, SPF, and DMARC records set up, and you have to have it set to at least quarantine or maybe fully block the messages because everybody's tired of getting phishing emails. Everybody's tired of getting too much spam in their bell boxes. And the providers are just getting frustrated and figure and trying to figure out a way to prevent this from happening. And so we're just thinking that this is a first step to ensuring that especially illegitimate messages don't get through anymore. Right now, it's probably a pretty high threshold. Uh, For most companies, this might not be an issue right away, but they're giving us time to... um, to figure this out and resolve it for, you know, all, you know, all these domains, everybody that's sending out emails. And then at some point, you know, they're probably going to get tighter on their policies. So people should not just ignore these updates and hope that it just fixes itself. And uh, well, so what what steps, you know, besides taking inventory of what might be sending email, should people do? And, and it's not just sending. It's like it could be automated. Like if you have a form on your website that automatically sends an email once people fill out the form. So there's a lot to think about. Yeah, so we've been going through this for our company and our clients, and it's it's been a lot. I mean, there's um, and oftentimes there's things that might have been configured five, ten years ago that you don't even think about anymore that might be sending messages that you want to be sent out. I think Sherry brought up a great example. It could be your website. It I brought up you know credit card receipts is a big one too. You know if you're if you're some type of retail store or you know, or some type of business, you might be sending out quite a few retail or uh, credit card receipts, and those might get rejected. So it's, it's really, you know, going through all your systems, and you know, finding out, okay, where are you sending emails from, and then contacting those companies to see if they have the ability to set DKIM, because that, that would be our preference as an IT provider is to have DKIM set, because that is the most secure way to ensure uh, the spoofing doesn't happen. Some companies can't do DKIM. Uh, they might only be able to give you an IP address that they send from. And so that's where you would have to implement SPF for that provider or yeah, for that service. So it is time consuming and it's it requires not just your IT people to be involved, but it's going to probably your marketing people, your accounting people, if you have anybody in operations that have requested some software, set some software up, you know, get them involved and find out, you know, what software they're using. And then if they're sending any type of emails, ensuring that, you know, either DKIM or SPF is set up. The first thing to do, though, I think, you know, to ensure deliverability is to set your DMARC record, have your IT people set your DMARC record right now as at Probably if you haven't done any of this inventory, set it as everything is allowed to be delivered, because if you don't, then a lot of messages are going to get blocked. And then once you've done this inventory, you know, change that DMARC record to be set as quarantine and then move potentially to the restrictive of blocked um, so that in the future, you know, your domain is mo- the most protected it can be. So that's that's kind of our steps is, you know. Just have your whoever's handling your um, DNS records, which could be your IT company, it could be your web hosting company, make sure they have DMARC set as allowed. If you've already done this inventory, have them set it to quarantined, and then that will ensure that your emails can go out and give you, you know, if you set it to allowed, it gives you time to go through this whole process to get a DKM and SPF set up properly. 
All right. So people, obviously our clients can reach out to us and then people who have questions can definitely reach out to Stimulus Technologies about this. And uh, any final thoughts on what people should do here, Nathan? I think this is one of those instances um, that I've written out in the book is you really need uh, in, in the CEO's Digital Survival Guide. I talk a lot about you need a trail guide to walk you through this process. I don't know of anybody, unless you're very IT savvy, that can do this on their own. So this is something that you're going to need to talk to experts about because this is complicated and to get set up right. It isn't something easy to get set. So um, we're happy to help, especially if you're one of our clients. Um, you know, this is a process that uh, we're going to be going through for you and with you. Um, it is, you know, potentially a big project depending on how many systems you have. And if you're not one of our clients, we're happy to consult with you on it and, and help you with this process. Or you can contact, you know, um, your internal IT provider or your your hosting provider who's doing that. But there's there's a collaboration that has to happen between all these parties to make this work right. We're happy to be your trail guide through that process. All right. Well, thanks so much, Nathan. And thanks, everybody, for listening.